Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. I'm Lori Handlers, and this is Rich Prittis, and we're doing a joint podcast today, a podcast of Sex and Happiness, which is my usual podcast, and his podcast, which is called Body Lab. Yes. Yes. And so we're very excited to be here. We had a conversation, and we decided we should do a podcast about this. So, Rich, why don't you just tell people a couple sentences about yourself? I'll tell people a couple sentences about me, and then we'll get right into the. Okay. Part well, of I, it. I like I like to say I'm a messenger, and messenger. Uh, yeah, and okay. I don't I don't want anybody to uh, believe anything I say outright, but I, I'd like you to be open to it, uh, and if something resonates, then I'd like you to try it out. I think that's the only way that uh, we have any transformation. I'm also a facilitator. And uh, being a facilitator, I make it easier to uh, figure it all out. I facilitate it. So, okay, that's great. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And you're also an ISTA apprentice, so you're apprenticing with me, and we so we get to talk frequently and a lot. We're in the same state finally, uh, in Arizona, and we get to, and these days we've been talking a lot together. You know. Yeah. So, and I am a uh, practitioner. I'm not really a doctor. This is my lab coat because uh, uh, this is body lab. Body lab, yeah. And I refuse a... to wear one, so I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, I, well, I didn't want to be naked and wear a, a, a medical clinic. Right. And about well, I'm a practitioner. Age. I'm a practitioner as far as uh, uh, sexual healing, uh, helping people with, um, with love and relationships, that sort of thing. All right, awesome. And I am a, I'm a facilitator. I've been a facilitator forever. I don't know, for a very long time. I've been facilitating workshops, I think, since 1978. That was my first mm. workshop. I did a women's workshop in 1978. And since that time, I've done lots of stuff. But I am known now for my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy, and for being an ISTA lead faculty. And... Uh, and I'm doing other things these days, uh, Extraordinary Lovers and Tantra Meets BDSM. So those are my, the things I'm known for right now in the world. Who knows what's next? You're I have a new famous. book. Yeah, I have a new book coming out called Sex and Happiness Over 60. It gets better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm a living testament to that. So. Awesome. All right. So, so let's talk about where, so you and well, I. Yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. You and I had a conversation about things. You were married for a long time, and you yep. said there was this bunch of things that you didn't know about, that nobody told you about, that you that were f- related to female uh, genitalia, female processes, uh, bodies, and you have found in your recent practices of um, helping women heal from shame that there are all kinds of things that you just didn't even, they never crossed your radar. Right, so what happened was, uh, I was speaking to a couple of women, uh, helping them with some of their, their issues. Uh, they had some uh, shame and things around their, uh, what I would call moon time in our woo-woo talk. Uh, yeah, I call it men- menstruation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we were working on that and um, doing some ceremony around it to, to let go of some of those uh, shame feelings or trauma or, or woundings around it. And we talked about gathering the menstrual blood for the ceremony and these uh, diva cups, I think they're called. What are they uh, called? Diva cups. Oh, diva cups. Okay. I yeah. Moon cups, but. Moon cups. There, I guess there are a few. It, diva yeah. cups is kind of like Kleenex for facial tissue, I think. Okay. But, um, but I was interested in knowing that, that uh, even the women didn't really know much about them. It was a little bit of a mystery. You know, they hadn't used them. 
they didn't know exactly uh, what they're about. And I had these misconceptions about it. Like I thought it was a hard plastic sort of cup. Um, and but someone tells you to have sex with it. Yes. You were thinking, I don't want to put my, insert my lingam, we call in woo, but my penis right. into something that's going to hurt a hard plastic <laughs> right. purpose. Right. And so I, so I just, it dawned on me that not only men, and myself, I didn't, I thought I knew all this stuff. I really don't. And then I realized that even women don't know all about these things. And then, so I went looking on, on Amazon on, uh, for these products and I found all kinds of interesting stuff that I didn't oh, know about. That's what we're going to do. We're going to reveal <laughs> some of this stuff today. I'm really excited about that. So let me backtrack with you and say, maybe, um, first of all, I never heard anyone call a woman's cycle her moon until the first time I ever did an ISTA training, which was mm -hmm. in 2014. Uh, someone said to me, well, I'm on my moon. And I looked at her and I was just like, fuck you, what is your moon? <laughs> like, I, I didn't, you know, and then it was right. so, there was this like romantic image brought up of it, like, oh, I'm on my moon. And believe me, for me in my life, by that time I didn't have it anymore, but for me in my life, it was a treacherous, horrible time it was a time I could barely breathe or walk. I was lucky I could get to school. I had such, such cramps and so much misery. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I was so embarrassed, although a lover, I did a video a long time ago, it's on YouTube about um, uh, body image. And I talk about a lover that I had when I was 18 who made fun of me because my blood got all over him. Mm -hmm. Like I was never ashamed to have sex when I had my period, that's what we called it. but. Right. But this man said to me, you know, how do you get it off your partner? Like it was all over him. And, it, mm -hmm. and I, you know, that was very shaming of me, you know, and I, it took me a long time to get over that. But I didn't know what this was, but I do know what these cups are. So it's a, a I don't know. We called them something else. I don't remember. Yeah. It didn't work for me because I had too much blood. Like it couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't possibly use a little thimble kind of a thing. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what you, what you, what you, what you unearthed from Amazon. Right. And and you know, and I'm not an expert, obviously. And the reason we want to talk about this is not only interesting, but we don't talk openly enough about our sexuality. And this is just really basic stuff. This isn't talking about being open or polyamorous or all these other things that are out there. This is just basic body stuff that doesn't get talked about. Right. Uh, along well, with all you, the other sexuality. When you were married, you know, how many years were you married for? 26. 26 years. Okay. Yes. So in your, see, I never did that. That's like one thing I never did in my life. Yeah. I just, I was like, no, I would be with somebody for, you know, three months. Maybe I'd be with somebody for three years and I'd roll over and go, I could never be with this person. Like, till death do us part like that was i was already born oh mine was for all eternity not even death to us part it was like <laughs> forever <It's> scary <laughs> so so how, how openly did you talk about it with your wife well just stepping back even further oh. um my parents never talked about anything and the literally the day we got married they handed us a book on sex as if we're going to leave the wedding and go to our honeymoon and take time to read the book before we do anything, right? Because we hadn't had sex. We were good Mormons. Wow, wow, and, wow. and we hadn't had done any of that. And now we were supposed to like do a crash course. That's how bad it was. Oh and so goodness. then in the marriage as well, it, it just wasn't, wasn't talked about. I didn't, I didn't, she wasn't open with me about say showing me uh, the feminine products and how she uses them or um, I mean I could go on and on about the things that we didn't talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. so you had a crash course in the past 10-15 years that opened yes. you up to like all kinds of things and, and all kinds of new talents that you're discovering that you have. Right and so now I'm all about just being totally open, talking about it openly and, and clearly, directly. Uh, we just have to do more of that, really. It's amazing what human beings are so silly. You know, yeah. we are really silly creatures that we don't, this mm -hmm. has been so taboo. Um, 
we hide. Yeah, we hide. I have to tell you something really funny about the, the wedding night is we were so inexperienced and didn't know anything. We went to this honeymoon suite and there were two separate bathrooms. It was a big suite. And we each went in a separate bathroom to get undressed because we were so shy and didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. Oh my God. That's how bad. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm excited to talk about this stuff and just, I I love bringing things into the light. And uh, I, I haven't used a lot of these things. Um, That's an assignment I'm giving myself though. Obviously, obviously, obviously I'm not going to use a diva cup, but we're going to talk about some other things as well. You other can't as use well. that. You can't use it. You don't have anywhere to put but, that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can put it over the end of my penis, actually. Um, yeah, so hold no, it up. But, like, hold it up to the camera. Yeah, so so this is um, a deep, or well, a, a cup. And and they say, oh, yeah, I can have sex with it. This is pointing down. This is, I guess, a thing to pull it out with. I'm saying, hell no. No. But but look, it's it's sort of squishy. I thought it was a hard plastic. No, but, no, it's squishy. Um, yeah. So yeah, that wouldn't have been that would have lasted me about a half an hour and then I'd have to pull it out and put it back in again. I couldn't I think the one I had was smaller than that. Also, yeah. when I was when I was coming up, they, they recommended these um sea sponges. Mm. Have you heard of that? Well, here's that's amazing that you mentioned that. Look at this. I look I found this on uh on Amazon. And it's, oh, it's a like a little it's, yeah, isn't that cute? And there's a little place to put your finger so that I guess you can pull it out. It. Yeah, but but that's an actual sponge. It looks like something that uh, you do artwork with. You know, you Yeah, you do um you take paint and you put it all over canvas. Yeah, yeah. But you so take I blood had... and put it all over canvases. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about, a sea sponge? Yeah, but mine didn't look like that. They look like real yeah. sea sponges. They look like the kind that you see, you know, sea sponges yeah. like you see them in an aquarium or whatever. And that lasted, for me, that didn't last. That was no good at all. That was terrible. Well, yeah. And I mean, when I say I have an assignment to use these, I'm, I'm asking my lovers to try them out. But um, I was speaking to one today and she's like, no, I can't. No, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. I mean, this is going to be, maybe that's for, for later on when it, where, it, where it's a less flow or something. I don't know. Yeah, you can use that when there's less flow, but... <clears throat> you can't use anything like that when you have a heavy flow, like as is. I mean, for me, I used to l- leave trails all over the, you know, I've left trails in hotels. I've left trails on the subway uh, in London. I've left mm. trails of, you know, I've had people that I was traveling with come and knock on the bathroom door, like in Italy and go, you left a trail on, oh, the, geez. To the, on the way to well, the restroom. And and so I've actually listened to uh, women in say like a workshop talk about these experiences and the the trauma really that they have because um, it's I mean obviously you don't want to have an accident like that because it's just like spilling water on yourself or anything but but then it's looked at in such um, a shaming way like 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 it's bad somehow I don't know how to express that but. Um, it, you're expressing it very well. You see the color of that lab coat you're wearing? Yeah. Do you know that I have not owned a pair of white slacks? Like white jeans, white bell bottoms, white tights, white pants. I have not owned a pair of white pants since I was 18 because mm. I ruined every pair of white pants that I had. And I remember being in a restaurant in France and saying to my friend that I was having dinner with, do you have a sweater or a jacket? Mm, yeah. And he said, why? And I said, I need to wrap it around myself before we leave this restaurant. I, I would say, I bet you every woman has had that experience with the jacket wrapping around. I mean, I've had girlfriends and my wife. Um, but, but this was really good for a ceremony to work through that um, shame, gathering it in this, and then making a, a little altar to honor the blood, to, to really change our thinking about it. And yes. then and then we did some fun stuff. It's based on you know where you're at, but um, actually putting some of the blood anointing it uh, on our head and that sort of thing. Just to just to get rid of the shame and make it something yes. that's normal. It's excellent so, that you're doing that. That's wonderful. Now yeah. did you make up did you make that up? Is that just something that you thought of intuitively or she thought of intuitively? 
Well, no, that's what I did. You thought of it, not her. I did it. Yes, I did it and, and led it. And really, I've each time I do it, it's based on the person and where they're at emotionally and um, how open they are and that sort of thing. So, but it's the, the very, basic idea. The very last time I had my period, um, I was 50. Like, it just came back all of a sudden. And uh, my partner at the time made war paint on himself with yeah. it. And I felt so honored. I, like, I cried. I was just like, wow, you would honor me that, that grandly. Um, this has never happened to me before in my life. So I understand that what you're doing uh, when you're working with individual women and having them get over their own shame about bleeding. You know, here's the thing about it. It, it. This is for everybody listening. Like, women bleed for days on end and they don't die. Like, if you had a cut and you bled and bled and bled from the cut, you would die. Anybody would. But women have this miracle that happens to them every month when they shed an egg and... And it's one of these mysteries and it mystified men for centuries and that, you know, they could bleed and then they don't die from this blood. They don't die from the bleeding. So it really is like a miracle. And one of the things of like that you'd make a mystery school around. Um, and then of course the red tent and all the things that women used to do and are and things that are being brought back into the culture now. So the fact that you're doing this, uh, with people and having them get over it and deal with the fact that this is what their body does and this is just what a body does. There shouldn't be any shame right. around this. Well, and here's the real sad part about it too. And you get into the religious part, like I was in, in the Bible, uh, in the old Testament, they would actually talk about the women being unclean during that time. And they would actually send them away to be with all the other unclean women until the time passed. And that's so sad. So, but, but that's the programming, even from religion. And it's just so sad. So, um, so yeah, just uh, painting it on you and, 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 and with a lover, there's something called a liberator blanket. I don't know if you've ever used one of those, but it's a blanket that's really soft on one side and the other side is, is uh, uh, something that's, waterproof and so you can lay that down and it doesn't matter how heavy your period is you can be on the liberator blanket and just make love and, and the blood can be all over both of you and it doesn't you can just throw it in the wash you throw it in the wash and, that's wonderful and that's that's another way to get over the shame to, to think that your partner is okay with with that you know? they didn't have those in time for me <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't have those in time for me so I, I, I stopped having white sheets on my bed a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but, so here's, yeah. so here's this one. It's, it's called, I don't know if this reads straight in the camera, but it's yeah, called it Duchess. Duchess Cup. Duchess Cup. And then I got this one, too, just because I've always heard the Diva Cup thing. It's another Okay, and it's another the same. One. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's inside there. It's white. Okay. I don't know if you can see in the camera, but... Um, so, so I got those. So mystery. Oh, one more thing. Is yeah. That the way this works that I also was a little unclear on for a lot of years is that this goes up over the cervix. I, that's another episode that, that we're going to have um, talking about what all that looks like and how, how those things work. Like, where is the cervix? Um, this just fits up over the cervix which is up at the top of the... So a woman has to insert it into her vagina and then push it yeah. up all the way so that it cups right. around the cervix. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're so, not showing, we're not doing the biology lesson today. Not today, but that's upcoming and it'll be a private pay-per-view or something like that, I suppose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and here's something else. I remember my wife... And I think my mother actually talking about a, this is called Kaya. I have a friend, her daughter's name is Kaya. I don't know what Kaya means. I have a means. friend whose daughter's name is Kaya, but with a K. Yeah, and this was called a, um, uh, oh shoot, what's it called? Uh, a, a diaphragm. Remember the diaphragms? Oh yeah, I had that. Yeah, and I don't know that they looked quite like this, but it's like a, 
a nice shape and it's got this little part here that you can put your finger in. And so, so it goes up like this over the cervix and then this goes behind the pubic bone and then apparently you just put your finger up in there and pull that down. Pull it out. But that, but this, this is, is birth control. This is birth I, control. Yeah, yeah, I'd never seen one. Really? You never yeah. had anybody hit you in the head with it? It flew, it, flew, <laughs> it like jumped out on you? No. I've had that. I've actually had that where I was putting it in and I, and I, my lover was like waiting for me to, you know, be ready. And mm -hmm. I couldn't get it in and it went it oh, funny. right out of me and it hit him right in the face. Well, that is funny. And, and here's the really funny thing. I think my wife actually used some sort of diaphragm and I don't remember ever seeing it because it was the unmentionable, right? It's like, oh, this is something we don't talk well, about. Well, here's the thing. You, well, here's the thing about it. When I first got one, you, uh, the, we were instructed to put it in right before having sex. First, you put all this cream on it or gel on it, which yeah. has spermicide, and then you put it in and you do it right before sex. But um, as I, the book, the book, Our Bodies Ourselves came out and that, uh, this was in the seventies, the late seventies. And so my friends and I were putting it in, in the morning, like they uh -huh. said, you could put it in, in the morning, the spermicide wouldn't go, wear off. And so if you thought you were going to have sex that night, rather than, uh, waiting until right before sex and running into mm -hmm. the bathroom to put it in. You just put it in the morning, like you brush your teeth huh. and put it in the diaphragm. So that's probably why you didn't that's see That's a good, it. yeah. That's a great plan. Yeah. Because here, here's something that, that's a perfect uh, lead into this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're done talking about that part. Okay. So I've heard about uh, female condoms. Yes. That's what this is. Yeah. And, and there must be the better version because it's female condom too. So there must have been a, a prior There version. was one. It was also, it's, it's a really interesting uh, contraption. The woman yeah. wears it. And so the man, the woman, it goes inside the woman and it's yeah. big, but it stays in. And then it's the huge. man can slide in there and it, it anchors inside yeah. and the man can slide in there and he isn't wearing a condom. So it doesn't like for men, a lot of men say that condoms are terrible. I do. I say that. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I I wish I were as big as this one. This is really huge. <laughs> no, this <laughs> but, um, is so, no, this is so you can slide in and out without um, right with without being uh, inhibited or hindered by the choking off sensation that condoms have. Yeah, and, and look, it's all oiled up. I don't know if you can see the grease on my hands, but it's really greased up. I see. So see this uh, little thing on top? It's like a yeah. ring that you can squeeze. And apparently, they put it up inside. It goes in, it, and then it anchors inside. Anchors yes. in, yeah. Yes. Um, but the reason I said that was a perfect segue into this is because this seems like it's pretty clunky. If you're like in the moment, it's clunky enough for a man to put a condom on, I think, uh, to you know to have that little break. But for a woman to put this inside in the moment seems like it's it just would ruin the moment, and then to do that before even engaging seems like it would just sort of take the you know the magic out of it i don't know it just seems so big and i don't i guess see, this i'm not i don't prescribe to that take the magic out of it stuff right, i think okay. no i think the same way as we do the bubble and we do desire spheres and boundaries and people say right. you know <clears throat> i don't want to talk about my desire spheres and boundaries it takes the spontaneity out no right actually when you have a safer sex conversation with somebody and then you say your desired spheres and boundaries. And if you, like, I think that seduction is a team sport. So mm -hmm. if my partner and I put that in together. Uh, well said. Yes. But you, but you have to be unabashedly unashamed to, mm -hmm. to even request someone to say, Hey, honey, could you help me do right. this? And right. that feels a little clunky sometimes to people who aren't, um, if it's their first time being together. But see, I feel like you have to start these things right away. Yeah. You, you, and, and I also, I'm a proponent of making dates. And people say to me, dates, sex dates, that takes the spontaneity. No. Uh-oh, what was that? 
Oh, so oh, I know that's what my, that is. That's your. It's goal. my camera turning off. Okay. I know. Okay, so oh, I know. anyway, I think that people, uh, I, spontaneity is overrated. I just think mm -hmm. that if I have a feeling about you, you have a feeling about me. We have a we have a chemistry. I'm going to say it all. I I'm I'm not, mm -hmm. but I'm sure when I was younger, I wasn't going to. You know, like yeah. when I was in my twenties or whatever, I didn't. We didn't have those conversations. But I, I mean, I learned how to put on a condom onto a man because mm -hmm. I was a team player. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, how many how many women do that? And I'm glad you're saying all that too because, uh, I mean, I would give an assignment for a woman just to allow her partner to watch her insert this because how many women are afraid to to let their their partner anyone uh, see them putting their fingers up in in their vagina or, yeah well i i mean i this sort of thing i think it's i give couples an assignment that they should self-pleasure in front of each other yeah because how are you going to know what your partner likes unless you watch your partner do themselves exactly. but i mean that's you know and people look i mean i've done this with couples who have been married for you know 20 to 40 years and they've been like what and i say <laughs> wait a minute You've never watched your partner make love to themselves? No. And I go, well, your assignment is to do this because you, because how do you know what to even do that they like exactly. if you don't exactly. watch what they do? Exactly. So yeah, I, so I would, I'm, I would wholeheartedly agree with you that somebody should watch and even help their partner put something like that in the female condom in. And the, and the more you cross those edges, uh, the more free-flowing and, and, and natural the lovemaking is. Whenever there's any kind of, of feeling of um, uh, this has to be private or there's any kind of shame or it just interrupts the whole lovemaking, I think. But one last thing about this, that is why I'm still holding it, is there's this outer part that goes outside the, I assume that anchors outside, outside the, the, lips. the lips, yeah. So anyway, interesting, huh? You have found all kinds of interesting things. Now you should find, now you should try to get those, those companies to sponsor your podcast. Yes. I'm just saying. That's a great idea. <laughs> but look, look what else I found. So this. I love this. You're like a kid in a, in a, in a candy store. It's so fun. And yes, it's so fun. And um, that you're talking about having sex with a, uh, a cup. There's actually this version of a cup. This is called a disc. And so it has the flexible thing that you, you know, you compress and then it pops open over the cervix. But I don't know if you can see this in the camera, but it's, it's sort of a, more like a condom sort of. Yeah, insert. it looks like a condom. And, and there's um, a little bit of reservoir space there. And that goes up inside and I can totally have sex with that. But then it seems like if you're bumping up against it, then it's going to like maybe be spilling things out. I don't know. But that's an assignment I have. I've got to, I've got to try yeah, it. So you that's, have to try this. You have to have this is my assignment, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my assignments. That's great. It's wonderful. Uh, and then I, I just, for variety, I found this one called Soft, Soft Disc. Disc. That's the yeah. same one or is that a different one? No, this one's called Flex. No, oh, Flex. One. Okay. Yeah. These, to me, as a man, looked more like beefy and like they would do the job. And then you've got these here that, uh, you know, I haven't even opened it. You know, okay. they, they look nice too, but being pink and all, they just don't seem as beefy, but I'm sure the women would love it. Yeah. Pink. So, yeah, same thing, just a different brand. So this is great. This is like, this is a, you can give these as, um, as holiday gifts. I can look at all gifts. of them. <laughs> wow. You can give these, these are stocking stuffers. These are party favors. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know people who used to wear on their earrings. They used to wear condoms. You know, when it was, when we first had to start being conscious of in the AIDS crisis of the eighties, we first had to start being really conscious of everybody, like really making sure they had condoms. I have friends who used to wear condom earrings 
you know, they used to wear the little packages on their earrings. And then mm -hmm. I've seen a tote bag that was made with uh, clear plastic squares in the front and different color condoms were inserted in all the little squares. Um, you yes. know, whatever it takes to, to bring the awareness to people that these things exist and that this that there shouldn't be any shame about this this is a these are great these were invented for us to be healthy and invented for us to um to feel confident about ourselves all of it yeah yeah and as long as you're talking about condoms i, I feel like that's the most known your skin yeah skin is a but, good I, but i thought we should bring it up I, you know what I feel like? I feel like uh, Johnny Carson or someone like that on the TV. You're reminding me of Howard Stern, actually. Howard Stern, okay. And they always <laughs> have these things that they've discovered, and they they, they keep pulling them out <laughs> and talking about them and laughing. Um, we're not laughing about this. We just like. No, I we're love, taking this seriously. And I'm taking it seriously, but I love keeping it light because it's yeah. not a bad thing. We can no, really enjoy. No, it's not it. a bad thing, and these things are really. Um, I'm going to say something for, as a woman's perspective about all those past, the first things that you yeah. that you brought up. They are a lot better for you health-wise than putting big wads of uh, cotton that's processed with bleach and chemicals, et cetera, exactly. into, into inside to the, the vagina. So, yeah. um, so these things have to be better for you if you possibly can use them and your flow isn't so great that it that it would cause uh, irritation or that it would cause embarrassment, like the blood would go everywhere. This, mm -hmm. These would be much better things to use. Now show us the condom that you were well, that's Well, that's one of the things I, I did remember my wife talking about was uh, using uh, um, tampons. tampons as a girl and that it was a little controversial because some people would get some kind of toxicity if they left them in or they um, were allergic to them and that sort of thing. So I, that stuck in my head for some reason. Yeah, it was but, really bad for people. All right, go ahead. So the thing I thought I should mention about these is that these are non-latex. I don't know if you can see it, but um, where, where a lot of them are latex and I've had partners that just are like, no, I can't do latex. You have to do the skin kind because it, it doesn't, I'm not allergic to it, it doesn't irritate my skin. So they're called, this is called, um, I forgot what it's called. What, it, read the box, what is it? Uh, where did I put the box? I don't know. Oh, here. You're supposed um, to have Ed McMahon is supposed to hand you the box. I know. Uh, <laughs> let's see, non-latex. Uh, oh, it doesn't say it, what it is. Syn so. Synthetic poly, Polysoprene, I don't even know what that is, but apparently it's not latex. Usually we, we use, when we wear the gloves, we use uh, nitrile gloves and they're non-latex either because a lot of people have latex allergies. Lots and lots and lots of people have latex allergies. Now so, this, yes, so this is good to know. And this is a standard size and it rolls out. And there's something that I, I will mention that, um, you know, it only rolls one way. And so I had this one partner, this lover, who really would get after me because I'd put it on upside down and I'd try to roll it down and it wasn't going. And then I'd just flip it over. And she'd say, no way, because I'd contaminated it now. Right. And so you have to somehow figure out ahead of time, put it, put it right side up or something so you're ready. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, she was a real stickler for that. Um, yeah, well, good and, for her. And then I just have to say this, just for my ego, that uh, this is the standard size. And I found that there's the elite large size. Can you right. see that? Yeah, so that's what I get. Are you saying that for your ego so people know that you wear a large? See, I had to throw that in because I'm, I'm like Howard Stern. On this, show, <laughs> uh, on this show long ago, I had somebody who, um, who was a consultant, a condom consultant. And she used to find different kinds of condoms for different men's sizes. Mm. She would find condoms from Asia for men who were skinnier but long. Oh, she nice. found condoms for people who were fatter and short. And the, and they're much. There are many more brands of condoms than most of us know about, and that, and then are available at our regular stores. 
you can yes. order them and she would help people figure out their size. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with a super duper tight condom and then it just causes problems for me. But see, if you get it on the wrong way, I can push down and it doesn't go. Right. So then and I would, then, then, then I flip it over and then it goes. And then I eventually say, forget it, get a new one. So. Got it. Good for her. I, I respect her. I'm going to, just because, just for the heck of it, maybe there are men watching who, who don't know um, about what these other things are that we've been talking about that are more common. See, I can't even open the thing. I'm trying to use scissors. Okay. This is a, um, a tampon, and there's uh, this applicator. I'm not even sure. I guess that helps you insert it. Well, they didn't used to have that. It used to be cardboard. Now it's plastic. Plastic, and then plastic you push. Plastic can slide in easier, yeah. Yeah, you push up, and then that. That goes in, and then the applicator comes out. Yeah, and then there's this string hanging out the bottom. Right. Um, we were we were having a, um, a massage. At a pool part, party. A, massa a pool party the oh. other day, and there was a woman who wrote about that the string was hanging out, and she was a little embarrassed, and but she just decided I'm not going to worry about it, and uh, she just let it be, and that was awesome. That's good. That was really good. Yeah. So I just realized. I just realized this looks like a sperm. It does. <laughs> That's probably how they designed it. They said, let's see what we make it look like a sperm. <laughs> so anyway, so that's just that, just so you know. And, and yeah, it just seems like. You also said you were going to show on this show. We talked about this. You said you were going to show a speculum. I, you know, okay, I'll do it. I've got it. Because most people, most men have never seen a speculum before. And many women have never seen one either because they lay down on the table and the doctor examines them with a metal speculum and, they don't, yes. and they don't, they've never seen it. So this, this is the metal one. Yeah. And I, and I, I wasn't going to show it because uh, I figured in another episode we'd do this, but this it's inserts into the uh, vagina and it looks like a... You know, a beak like on a, a, a duck. Yeah, and then apparently, you know, you can screw this in so that it stays open, and then then the doctor looks through this side into your into vagina. your cervix. They look I inside like, to see to explore the tissue, make sure that mm -hmm. it's all pink, make sure there's yeah. no discolorations, and they also take a um, they take a specimen of um, they take a swab and then they, they, they do a test. That's called a pap smear. Yeah. I like to use the word pussy, I'm sorry. But uh, some people want to say vagina, some want to say yoni, um, but anyway. So this is a plastic one, which seems a little more comfortable and it opens up as well. And they're disposable. Plastic ones are disposable. The metal ones yeah. have to be sterilized. Yeah. There are some people who so, have this as a fetish. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I don't know that. Yeah, now I'm, I'm a little, beh I'm a little you, behind. I'm giving you ideas. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> but, so, so here's what we're going to do. And I, I learned this in a workshop I went to. Um, and I, you know, and I, I joke around a lot, but I think this is so important for men um, I've heard about the cervix. The cervix is the little tiny opening at the top of the, the vaginal canal that opens up into the uterus. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And and that's where the you know the sperm tries to get in there. Tries to get in that little tiny. It's like a, a little tiny target in a gigantic you know space. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a gigantic space, but uh, well, and, and then to it the gets size of sperm. Yeah. Right. And then, and then it gets up in there and the eggs are up in the, in the uterus. And so that's what all of these things that we're talking about, you know, like the, um, the, the diva cup is that it, it goes up over that little, uh, cervix thing, which is, I don't know, just a little around, but it's, it's important like to know about. Your nose. It's like the tip of your nose. Yeah. And it's important to know about because obviously this has to go over it. But um, at least me, when I'm having sex, uh, if, if the woman isn't you know, warmed up enough, or even if she is, sometimes I, I can bang into that and it's uncomfortable. 
and it's just good to know that it's there, what it is, how it, and I had no idea. I sort of that's, did, but. That's, that's why there are some sex postures that are more comfortable than others. Actually, yeah. that thing that I have, the Love Rider, I don't know if you got one of those from me, but that. You did, you gave me one. Yeah, yeah. so that Love Rider allows you to have sex from behind and it gives you an angle so that you don't bang into the cervix because it is yeah. painful when when somebody hits it. It's like a it's like a um, it's shocking on a on a horse is that thing yeah. that rider thing, but but then again though if if uh, you've been having sex for a while and everything's warmed up it can be a very uh, nice spot you can have an orgasm uh, a cervical orgasm yes so. But I wanted to say that uh, in the workshop I went to, what we did is is uh, the women put these in, and then we got to take a flashlight and look inside, and it was the most amazing thing. After all these years of being married and everything, and I had never seen a cervix, and I could look up there, and, and there it was. And so that's what I want to do in an episode. It's great. You're, it's great. You're like, you're, um, you're doing like, cervical explorations and different things yeah. it's great for you I because mean, it's it's so it's important what to we know. should be taught we should be taught this yes. in seventh grade yeah there's nothing wrong with whole, it this whole education in seventh grade people should know about their bodies they should know about how their bodies work and they should know about things to use things to explore whatever instead they tell us two things this is how you don't get pregnant and this mm -hmm. is how you prevent STIs, sexually transmitted infections. And that's right. all they tell us. They don't tell us anything good. Right. And I got even less than that. So, yeah, this is so important to know these things. I just have a few more, well, a couple more items. Okay. And this is uh, the pad that women wear. And this is a thin one. But I've heard so many times women say that it feels like they're wearing a diaper and they hate them, you know. Sorry for them, but this, uh, see, I can't even get it out of the box again, but this. It would have been great if they had this on Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah, so this, this comes off and it's like uh, sticky, sticks. right? It sticks to your underwear. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then there are little, um, oh, this is really hard to use, jeez, little wings, and so that goes in, and, but there are really, really thick ones I've seen. And that's when they probably feel like a diaper. Yeah. And so that's that's that. But that here's protects, the, here, that protects your white jeans from. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's but here's the big one that I'm excited about. Well, I'm excited about all of them, but yeah, I'm like a kid in a candy store. So yeah. my we're speaking openly here. So my favorite thing to do is oral sex, like giving oral sex to a woman, and. I keep hearing about a dental dam and I've never seen one. I, I, I've kind of heard what they were about, but um, anyway, I would say that there are a lot of people who have no idea what a dental dam is. So this is the um, package that this one comes in. I don't know. Can you see that? Okay. Yeah. What is the brand? It Trust says Trust Dam. Just damn, it's got okay. it's got a R registered mark in the middle there. Okay. And it, it says it's grape flavored, but what it is, it's this piece of plastic. It's like the, the consistency of a condom. And it's it's really thin. And apparently you would lay this over the pussy vagina yoni and it would yes. cover everything up and then then you do what you do from the other side of this, which, I'm sorry, it doesn't sound as fun for me, but um, if you're with somebody that you're really not sure, you're really not sure, maybe you've had the sex talk, but you just want to be sure, you don't really know them that well. Or maybe you don't have, maybe they have something, maybe they have herpes and you don't have herpes and yes. you want to have oral sex with them, but exactly. you don't want, you don't want to get it from them or you have, yeah herpes and they right. don't so right. you use a dental dam and um dental you've never had the dentist use a dental dam with you well that's the funny thing i never have and so one of the dental dams i ordered was actually a medical one and i didn't realize it and so this they, is they, they, they smart put, dam 
well, because my father was a dentist, I can talk about this. Oh, nice. They take like a, a hole puncher, like the same kind of hole punchers. It's not the same hole punchers for hole punching paper, but yes, they take a puncher like that and they punch out the teeth that they need to, and then they put it around your teeth. It's when they're doing something in your mouth that yeah. where there's metals and they don't want you to swallow anything. So that's to protect the, your throat. Oh. It's to protect you from the, something falling down your throat. Oh. So they put it up, they put those, the holes around your teeth and then they, and then, then you open your mouth and they don't have to use the, they put the suction on underneath it. Oh. And then they can work on your tooth and they can work with maybe metals coming out of your tooth, but it's not going to go down your throat. Yeah. Cause this is mandibular and uh, what does it say? Uh, maxillary. That's right. And then this is the plastic. This is heavier plastic than the one for sex. It's a lot. You really can't see the difference, but. This well, I've is... had oral. I want to say that I've I've received oral sex with someone using a dental dam, and it oh. felt great. Cool. So you wouldn't know that unless you talked to me about it, because most people that you know wouldn't talk about it, and right. never used it. So it feels great. It's, it shouldn't be a deterrent, and actually, people should use that to um, to to prevent the spread of things that they don't want to get. Like I can't right. stand that somebody would give someone else the gift that keeps on giving, you know, like, right. yeah. So yeah. I think it's really smart to use that. Now they say you can use Saran wrap. Uh, that really feels clunky because it would stick together and yeah. And that's what I thought. And I, I'm thinking, how can I use that? So I wish I had known about dental dams. Um, now I do. So this is my assignment also. You have all these great assignments. That. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try a female condom. I'm going to try a dental dam. And well, I've already done the Diva Cup thing with these ceremonies. And you should also have somebody put a condom on you. Yes. I really like that you said that. And, and. Yeah. Why not? You know what, you know what, you know what that does that not only is, is like involvement, but it really shows respect and, and caring for the, the man, which I don't think we get. Very much. Well, you can say that you know Michael, and and you can say that Michael and Laurie say that uh, seduction is a team sport. And I love so, that. your job, your your assignment, should you choose to accept, is to put a condom on me, and yes. and you know, and say I in return will put a condom in you, you know, yes. like and you can you can have partners sharing about that. I think that's. I think it's really important and it's, mm -hmm. it's really to take away the weirdness. Let's take the weirdness out of all of it and just make it a natural thing. Right. I love that. And it can be done in a very sexy way. That's great. Putting the condom on, the woman putting the condom on. So, so like I said, I've weren't been very... To, wait a minute. Weren't you talking to me a few weeks ago about having somebody take off their mask in a yes. really sexy way? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought in the COVID thing, that's that's the new thing. It's such a mystery. What's behind the mask? Yeah. So it's kind of like a strip show, right? Taking the mask yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But but I've been I've been really playful and and joking about all of this. But I am serious about the fact. That I think it's so important that we do demystify it. But not only that, the reason I'm being playful with it is because it's just it's just natural it's just ordinary it's just stuff and and there's no need to have all of the shame and the embarrassment i guess embarrassment is the word i wanted to use there's so much embarrassment around all of it for some reason all of it everything yeah. that you mentioned so you have a couple of your kids living with you you have I two do, my two boys one. you have two sons living with you they're adult boys mm -hmm. and um are you sharing all of this with them i want to know I, I do in little bits and pieces, yes. That okay. I, I talk to them, yeah. Good. And I have shown them some of these things. Good. Uh, but, really but important a, that you pass it down and they pass it down and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's really, really good. They're, they're, they're still getting used to their dad. Because <laughs> I raised them another way. And yeah. now, now here I am, they're like, what happened to you? <laughs> you changed. You have to. <laughs> yep. You yeah. have to change, and you changed for the better, I think. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you very much. great. 
All right. Well, this is it. I, I would say this is a wrap. It's a, uh, we've done a really great service to, uh, yes. to humanity, showing them a whole bunch of products that they either mm -hmm. heard about, but didn't, you know, didn't have the, um, the fortitude to like find out about. You showed everything uh, on, on, on the show. And I'm, I'm happy about it. I think it was, it's a kick to do it. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Yep. Demystified. Demystified Did it. the products that a lot of men may have never heard about and some women never heard about. Yep. And, um, and, and give people options and knowledge. Knowledge arms people with, with more choices. Yeah, and I, and I just want to say also, you mentioned the uh, safer sex talk. And yeah. Desires, fears, and boundaries, all of that. That's something we'll do in another podcast. But uh, this goes right along with all of that. You're, you're laying everything out on the table. There's no secrets. There's no, uh, you know, holding anything back about what you're doing with other people. And, and, and then we have all of these things that we can use uh, for safer sex and safer experiences. Obviously, some of these weren't for, some of these things weren't for sex, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you. So I'm happy to thank be on you. your podcast. And I'm happy that you're on my podcast. And um, we'll have to do it again. I think there's a whole bunch of other things that we can do together. Totally. I love it. All right, great. So this is, this is Laurie Handler signing off for Sex and Happiness. And mm -hmm. Rich Prittis signing off for... Body Lab. Rich's Body Lab. Rich's Body Lab. Okay. Yeah. Thank you all, all right. for joining us and tune in to us next time and we'll have another amazing guest talking about sex and happiness and body lab. Okay. Can't Thank wait. You. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.